One thing about me, I'm a bubbly, bouncing, buzzing, bumblebee. But I still got my stinger. <laughs> What's going on in Bees World? It's Bees World with BB. Getting here, let's talk. I had to eat so many people up last week that I will not hunger again for the rest of 2024. Getting here, let's talk. never satisfied but it's all right because i got a new attitude get in here let's talk all right so celebrity birthdays include lena chinese professional tennis player former chinese professional tennis player lena kareem bailey ray bailey ray has a birthday today remember just like a star her and then johnny cash would have had a birthday today if he was with us Lindsay lohan is celebrating a birthday today bill duke the american actor and film director bill duke and victor hugo the French former senator of France and the writer of many works, including his biggest works, The Hunchback of Notre Dame and Les Miserables. Les Mis. So the author of Les Mis has a birthday today. It is Monday, February 26th, and you are now tuning in to the Be Myself and I podcast. I'm BB. Let's go. I need to tell you something. I need to tell you something. Happy birthday. Love, BB. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> Look, I just have to come to accept the fact that people just love arguing with me. And as a Sagittarius, I hate when people bring up these zodiac signs for stuff, but... Sagittarians are said to have a an argumentative, argumentative personality. And I have. I can say that. I can admit that. I have been ready for the fight. But I'm just going to keep it a buck. I am getting tired. I'm tired of fighting with people and it just don't amount to anything. I don't really ever want to fight. I want to engage in enlightening conversation. I want to change somebody's mind. I want to get somebody to reconsider the way they think. But that is just impossible when you are dealing with Nicris. There I said it. I don't care anymore. I'm just going to start talking the way I talk and feeling the way I feel. I love everyone. Honestly, because I have to as a Christian. Okay? I love y'all because I have to as a Christian. But like y'all, God didn't see I had to do that. And, <laughs> and my thing is, I don't care to like nobody or anything like that. I really love intelligent conversation. I even enjoy intelligent banter. I can go back and forth all day with a clever person when the, I guess, common goal is to think about new ideas and not just to prove who's better. I'm not getting in no pissing match with anyone. First of all, I don't even have no penis to be getting in no pissing match with anybody. And just, oh, let's just say this. Here I am. Hello, if you don't know me, my name is BB, but my real name is Ebony Walker. And Ebony Walker is a girl who decided at 30 years old that she was going to start to become an um, entertainer. I started with rap. I started out saying I was a triple threat, meaning I wanted to do music, comedy, and acting. Um, I say it in my early songs, but I started with rap. I was led by a, an answer I got from God when I went to him about what to do for my next move. And I started. And it has been the bumpiest, rockiest ride, mainly because of all the people who wanted to argue with me instead of help me. <laughs> That's just really what it is. So... 
here we are in my sixth year of working on entertainment. I've got this podcast. I've had this two years. The rap music is pretty old. I've actually removed all of my music from all of my platforms. But I continue to work on Facebook because Facebook is the platform that I blew up on first. Now, I had a a platform of nearly 12,000 followers, but I deleted it permanently and started over because I just did not like the way things were going. And for several months, a good four or five months on my new page, I was able to exist there without anybody really knowing that I was there. There were so many people when they did run into my page, they would be like, oh my God, I thought you were just gone. No, I'm right here. I'm just hiding. And I happen to know it got to have something to do with the algorithm because every day I get new followers who inbox me and say, girl, I have been searching for you for forever. I saw you on someone else's page. That's how I found you. And it's just wild. But, um, Would I change that? No. I happen to serve a God that is a double for your trouble type of God. There was a lot of negativity on my old page. And even though I had to sacrifice several viral videos that undoubtedly would be viral in a few years from now. Or not even years, honestly. Because I have videos in the, you know, five-figure range and above. One of my videos did um, a quarter million views on Facebook. And I removed it just because I got tired of arguing with Facebook about my daggone chick. Honestly, it did come down to that a little bit. Like, I should have had a check from Facebook. I should have had a bonus. I had a period in 2022 when I was going viral. My videos were doing... 30,000, 50,000, 100,000 views again and again and again. And they would not pay me. They would not. They offered me the bonus and then denied it. I just got frustrated. So there was that. But one of the biggest things that went into that decision was the constant arguing with people. So that's why when I got my new page, I was like, all right, I ain't arguing with nobody. Like, I don't want to argue. I am too intelligent to argue. We can debate. But I'm not going to argue. Again, I've been known to be argumentative, but I feel like people see me that way because I come at them for a conversation. No, every conversation, we're not going to share the same opinions. But if we cannot respectfully express ourselves without wanting to attack the next one, then I just don't understand. I wanted to share my idea, and then I got, you know judged as someone trying to, I don't know, I don't care. And I'm going to just keep it all the way a buck. I don't care anymore. And I'm going to tell you why, child. You Why else would BB not care? If you've been rocking with BB for the last six years, five, six years, then you know why I don't care. You know. Child, I got a man. And y'all know when I got a man, I don't care about none of this stuff no more. Too tough. I don't care about nothing these people be saying too much like that. I don't, you know, I really don't. I really just don't. And it's just not even me trying to be funny or nothing. It's just I do a lot, okay? I'm an entertainer. I have a cleaning business. I clean houses. I build websites. I have not been able to find the right people so that I could run all three to five of my businesses. I feel like breaking that down to y'all right now. But I have four or five businesses, okay? And... You know, I have to head them all up by myself. My cleaning business, I designed it. I carry out the jobs. I do the marketing. I promote it. I do everything for all of my businesses. All of them. I've got a marketing business that I've been kind of slipping to the side. Not really, but I'm basically focusing on ebooks right now for my marketing business because my ebooks that I write, um, they come out under my marketing business. And I'm able to help other writers get published if they would like to. So, Holla at your girl. But, um, yeah, man, I just, I don't care to argue with nobody no more. I got a lot going on. I got these businesses. I have a child. I just joined, um, or will be soon joining the church I've been going to lately. Like, I got a lot of good stress in my life, and I would rather focus on that. I've got several ebooks outlined that I got to sit down and write. I've got podcast interviews coming up. I've got pod, um, just a lot. I've got comedy going. Comedy is another one of my businesses. Hello, I'm BB. I'm also a comedian. I go out and tell jokes. I write jokes. I'm a writer at the end of the day, and I use that skill for 
all of my businesses for everything I do, for cleaning, for marketing, for comedy, for uh, social media influencing, and I have a nonprofit where I'm now crocheting blankets or blankies for parents who have lost a child. I am so busy. Okay, but guess what? So is that daggone devil. And he keeps trying to get me off my game, and I'm not going to fall for it this time because I don't fail for it for the first four or five years of my business. It's time to realize that every time I get a lot of attacks, essentially it's attention, and so it should be confirmation that I'm on the right track and I'm doing the right thing because they wouldn't be bothering you if you wasn't nobody. They wouldn't be trying to have a full-blooded argument with you if you, you know, they just wouldn't. And um, I'm not even going to sit here and say I came up to with these conclusions on my own. Because I didn't. Child, I have a man now. A man. He ain't my man yet and he don't know, but he is my man. And I can't wait till he marries me because he's going to. And if you know anything about baby, you know I do wear my little heart on my sleeves. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> I do. But this one is different. It's different this time, guys. It's different. And I'm going to tell you why. Let's take a little break. Let's listen to some advertisements. Let's support some black businesses. Support, support them. And then I'll tell you all the reasons why my new man is better than my old man. Happy Monday, y'all, and good morning. <laughs> Let's go. Have you ever made your mother's cake fall? Like, your mom's cake, and, and you made it fall, which means that cake was right at full height but the center wasn't finished. And the center, well you want the center, the center is the best part of the cake. And that was the particular moment that you and whoever, your brother, your cousin, or maybe just you with your hard foot came walking, stomping through the kitchen, tumbling through the kitchen, and the cake fell. And we never got that perfect center. That's the equivalent to what could happen if you are not patient with yourself on the journey to your dream. You don't want the cake to fall, man. It's not you. You want that perfect center. You want that moist. And I know some people have trouble with that word. Center, like where it's just the cake that's just perfect. That just oh, like light butter. Uh. Delicious, divine. <laughs> you want that. So be patient with yourself, little grasshopper. You got this. Oh, Lord, child. I was starting to build up my platform again because I got rid of my platform and so I need to rebuild it so I've been going live more than ever I've been making the lives long I've been making them like reality tv they're really intimate and during my lives as you may know my son um went to a party and had lied to me about where the party was and who would be there and he ended up getting so drunk and high that he got sick he had his first experience dabbling in substances it was very alarming for me because I know my child very well and my child does not, he don't get down with the get down because his alcoholism killed his father and he hates smoke. I actually, as a marijuana smoker, I would have to go outside. My son did not play with me about that. Like, hey, this is my house too. Don't smoke in here. And I've always respected him as much as I could on that. Now, there have been times when it's like, look, it's freezing cold. You're the child. Go in your room and turn your fan on. But, you know, but ew, you know, ew. That's why I'm so glad. Thank you, Father, for delivering me from this bad habit. But, um, so I was alarmed and I did a podcast, uh, not a podcast, but I went live while I was going to find my kid and all of that. And this weirdo, this some chick named Dominique Body Depot, decided to start this campaign against me on social media to try to, I don't know, be funny. I don't know what she was doing, but she was trying to like 
I guess, calm down on me about my son. She tried to insinuate that I was homophobic and I hated my child. She had people actually agreeing with her on this nonsense and they just launched this campaign against me on social media i'm so evil and all these people coming to look at my page and see what they're talking about and guess what they're doing they're falling in love with me and they're following me <laughs> oh lord i don't know what to say to those people back home in charleston south carolina you didn't want me you beat me up you hated me I moved away. I left. Now I'm not there. Nobody can't get no ads. You can't get no business. So the next thing to do now is to talk trash about me to bring some kind of light to your page because I am that girl. I am that girl. And I left that funky city. And I just don't have time with none of these people. Like, I don't get the numbers. I deleted my big Facebook. People never really followed me on Instagram. That's the way my hometown always did me. Like, they all watch everything I do. They're obsessed. I get the views, but I seldom get too many of the likes. And it's fine. I don't care. I don't care because I know you know my name. You know my name. You know my name. Okay? Now, and you want to call me friend, but you can't. And um, so I don't worry about it, but it's just really weird. I mean, gosh, I'm from a small town, Charleston, South Carolina. These people hated me and ran me out of town. And now that I'm gone, they need me to help their platforms. And then, but there's no way to get to me. So they're just lying on me and doing all this stuff. But guess what? It's the perfect timing because here I am rebuilding my platform after letting go of the big 11, almost 12K followed platform. Thank you guys for continuing to lie on me because when people come to check on your lies, they find the truth and they fall in love with me. I'm an animal lover. I advocate for humans, not black people, white people, humans. I'm a human lover. And I am just an all-in-all, real, raw person. I'm loud, I'm geechy, I'm ghetto in my way, I'm ratchet. I used to call it Sophista Ratchet. But I am me. And authenticity is one of the rarest things in this day and age. So I'm always going to win the esteem of anybody who comes to me for the first time and decides to check on me and see what I got going on. So I do want to thank all these haters from last week because y'all blew me up. Last week I was struggling to get to 1,300 followers. Now I'm well on my way to 1,400. Scrape like that. Because of these people lying on me and people coming and finding the truth. It's really just that deep. And so, child, I don't come too far by faith. I don't come too far by faith. So I just, I want to thank Miss Dominique Body Depot or whatever your name bun. Because she did a whole big post just lying on my name and it helped blow my platform. So I, I appreciate her. But some dummy. And I'm going to just keep it. All the way back, there was a big dummy, one of my ex-friends, that we had an almost 20-year friendship. But we ain't speaking three, four years. Wanted to ride the train of hatred against me and come and start spewing their own set of lies against me. So I eat these butt up. And not in the way that he would like it, being a gay man. He would probably like to get his butt licked and stuff. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about I shredded him. And I didn't have to do nothing but tell all of the truths that I knew about him. He's an animal abuser. He once threw his dog, his pit bull, Chico, down a flight of stairs. I don't know what the dog did. He just called me and told me and was giggling away. I have watched or used to when I was his friend. This boy abused dog after dog. He always get a new dog. And it was just disgusting, honestly. And he got so much support. He's got all these friends who would send him stuff for his new dog without understanding that, like, Y'all don't think it's a little weird that every year he got a new dog, a new couple of dogs. He keep, They all just keep running away. That's weird. No. He abuses them until he gets tired of them, gets rid of them, and then realizes he's lonely and he has no friends because he hates himself and won't get a relationship with God so he can learn to love himself and be content by himself so that he needs another dog. 
I was upset when my friend came and attacked me. They said some really nasty things. It's just lies, but they were still nasty lies. And I'm used to that. I'm even used to gay men making things up to try to paint me in a bad light because they're jealous of me. I'm even used to that. But, you know, I was still hurt because, honestly, we were friends for 18 years. There should never be no kind of nastiness, right? Like... He got upset essentially because some things I was saying on my platform that I have always been seeing of me telling my truth like I always do. So that upset him. But when did I tell a lie? And then he came on my page and tried to insinuate that I was lying with a gift that looked like, you know, one of those, mm, you sure about that faces type of And it was just like, all right, time to eat. And after I ate him up and finally got through everything, I decided to go check on his page and see what's going on. This boy has been talking about me and calling me out my name on his page for I don't know how long. But you know what? I'm going to have to leave this conversation where it's at. Because my new man had said I'm not allowed to talk about him for a whole week. And we'll revisit in seven days if I ever want to speak about him again. And I don't think that I will. But I want to get it out on this podcast. There was a friend of mine. His name was D. We were friends for many years. We had our ups. We had our downs. But essentially, every time me and his friend had like a disagreement, they would unfriend me on social media and not speak to me. And it was just all very childish. And this friend had a lot of faults. But since we had been friends since 12 years old, I didn't blame them for their faults. I didn't judge them. I loved them through their faults. And I kept their dirty secrets. But the moment they got on my page and started lying, still kept a lot of secrets. But then they decided to call my mother, great-grandparents, names. These people who are in the ground. These people who I love very much. Trying to hurt me. Trying to make me cry. But you can't do that because, see, I'm armed with the truth. And you're spewing lies and just grasping for straws trying to hurt me. And you can't. <laughs> so I had to eat him up. I had to tell the whole Facebook and Instagram that he's a dog abuser and a coke addict. And I had to go ahead and his his best friend, Molly O'Connell, the model from um, American Next Top Model Season Cycle six, cycle 16, she had to catch a straight too. Because you liking his posts and stuff, right? Oh, okay. And she has been a little nasty to me on the low about him. But then I wonder how he would feel to know that one time, just once... Molly and I had a conversation about him and how he can really mess you up with how negative he is and how she had to kind of learn how to get away from him sometimes because he's so negative that he was just messing her head up, especially the way he bashes people all the time. And then you meet the person and you're like, they're not that bad. But you got all this stuff in your head about what he told you about the person. Yeah, we had that conversation once, just once. So I feel like in telling all that stuff, I know it was a little nasty, but don't you ever speak on my mother. Ever. I don't care who he is. I'ma eat. But um, because my mother is with the Lord, she's not here to defend herself. And D know good and well, if she was, he would never. My mother would snatch his tongue out his mouth and he know it. I believe that sharing all those things might have helped free Molly from the oppression of her friend D because I just believe the only reason why she continues to be friends with him and take him out of the country when she can is because she don't want no smoke because she done had to smoke with him before and he can be very nasty but where she is not strong enough to fight with this demon I am because I know that he's a demon and I know that he's a liar and I know that he has very low self-esteem. I know that he hates himself. I know that all the things he called me ugly and all of that is what he thinks about himself. So I'm not going to ever fall to some dude who hates himself when I have learned to love mine. And so, yeah, my granny, my dad, grandmother, and grandfather got to catch strays. My great, my great grandparents got to catch strays. My mama got to catch a stray because you can't fight with me because you have no truth to tell. And all I got is truth to tell. Well, your heroin and slash coke addicted um, and pill addicted best friend, model friend, she going to catch a stray too. Don't never play with me. I had to eat so many people up last week that I will not hunger for the rest of 2024. <laughs> and I'm justified because he qualified me. Oh, now, Picture Perfect Teeth Whitening and Cosmetics offers teeth whitening services 
and more. Get lashes installed and lip lightening for the gangster gals. And make sure you stop by the accessory counter on your way out because you're going to need a new earring or something to go with them white teeth. 2107 Nad Road, North Charleston, South Carolina. That's the address. Picture perfect teeth whitening and cosmetics. Hello, everyone. My name is Kendall Blunt, minister, author, and speaker. I love spreading the word of God by teaching about the kingdom of God. You can check us out each and every Thursday on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. Just type in Kingdom Bible Study or download our Kingdom Bible Study app available on all app stores where we live stream each and every Thursday as well. Lastly, you can check out one of my books on Amazon, A Father with Purpose and A Mother with Vision. And remember, you possess the power to change your world. So I got a new man, and I got to tell y'all how it happened. It was so funny. I was talking to this other guy. He's big. He's tall. I want that so bad. Big guy, big and tall. He got a car and stuff, but, you know, he, he did have, um, live with his grandmama. But his grandma got a real big house, like a mansion. Okay, it's like a mansion. But um, <laughs> the stuff we say to justify these men not being man enough for us, child. I was dating this dude, and he was just, I didn't even get it. Like, you want to see me? You come to see me? You, you seem to like me? You tell me you miss me sometimes? But he just wasn't lighting my fire. I often felt like I was just getting on his nerves or bothering him. He did work a night job. So I'll try to text him here and there, but it was just like pulling teeth dealing with this man. And then finally, it had been, uh, his birthday came up. And I'll explain in a second, but child, I already knew don't even bother him around his birthday because how funny he was acting. And I thought about it. Maybe there was some kind of trauma attached to the day. I don't know. So I did give him his personal space for that. But after maybe three, four days after his birthday, I realized I still ain't here from my dude. So I sent him a little message because I actually been going through a lot because these people on this internet was really trying me. And so I sent him some a, a message and... It just turned into an argument. Once that happened, I was like, all right. Like, that's enough, bruh. That's enough. I'm not going to always be arguing, arguing, arguing up with you. I'm just not always going to be arguing, arguing, arguing up with you. Because I'm sick of that mess. I'm sick of it. And so, little did he know, the, I have other options. Like, these guys just don't be, I don't know what they be thinking, but, dude, I got other options right now. I'm just trying to, you know, I'm loyal. And I'm a one-woman guy, so I'm trying to see what's going on with you, but you're driving me insane with your funky attitude all the time. So, basically, the last time he said something so incredibly mean and smart to me, I would tell you what to say about it and delete those messages and blocked him. Yeah, the last time he said something so incredibly mean to me, I'm not worried about your problems, it was just my birthday, I have a kid. Boy, look, look. And um, that's what I did. And the same day I blocked him, I went ahead and entertained the messages I had been receiving in the BLK dating app. I shame and I, and I do from the next man who I was thinking about giving a chance to. Soon as he started, you know, I block him and everything. Uh, let me go back to the app and answer this man because I've been kind of playing him to the left because I was talking to other dude, but I also knew that it was fizzling out. All right, fine. So I get with my new man. And my new man is way better. Old man was big and tall. But he was certainly not grown. Ain't no grown man living up with their grandmama and, 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 and all that. Putting me down all the time because you say I live in a dangerous neighborhood and you so nervous when you come to my neighborhood, you got to bring your gun. I just find that so immature. I just guess, I don't know. When I was in my 20s, that was kind of the thing, right? Like... Dude gonna come to your house and he gonna bring his gun and, you know, like, it's fine. Um, cause you're young and it's like, uh, my dude came to my house with a gun. But, like, we're in our mid-30s, bro. Like, you need a gun? Um, there was definitely an attitude like, no, you don't understand. You live in the, in the hood. Okay, that's fine. I live in the hood. But if you're afraid to come see me, then don't come see me. Like, you know, and that's kind of where I was at. But 
I also am kind of losing attraction for a man who it's not it's it's not that you have a gun. It's that the fact that you need me to know you have it, that you need it out, you need to see it. That tells me that you're a punk. Like, because I have my personal mental health reasons why I don't like guns. And I'm actually not supposed to have them around me, according to my care plan. But, you know, whatever. That's your gun. I'm not going to touch it. But it does make me a little uncomfortable when I see it. Um, But I just... I'm country and I'm kind of hood. I'm like, um, I got to figure out some kind of term. I'm country hood. I'm hood country. And I just do not need no gun. If I'm in trouble, I will fight. Uh, you know, like period. I'll bite, kick, slap, box. That's just where I'm at. And so, you know, I ain't even on that gun stuff. I'm just not. Um, So... I just think it's an interesting thing when somebody is like 6'4", 300 pounds, but they need a gun. Again, last dude, big and tall, but not grown. Now, my new dude is not as much my type because I like that big and tall stuff. He's a smaller guy. He's probably 5'8", 5'9". He's not, if that, I might be helping him out, child. I'm not going to lie. He's not super tall. He's taller than me. I'm 5'6". But, um... He's not super tall, not, you know, no big 300-pound, 6'4 type of dude. But he is more manly and masculine than that big, tall, gun-carrying dude I was just talking to. The grown man energy is real with my new dude. It's really real. He makes room for me in his life and makes plans to see me, plans to call me, checks on me every day. We've only been dating for one full week and it just, it's amazing the 180 it is from the dude I was dating just the week before. In one week, we went on two dates. That other dude I was talking to for three months, and we went on one date. We had Valentine's Day together. He came to my house early for Valentine's Day, brought a tiny, tiny bottle of cognac, and we drank some, and he took it with him. Ew! It's Valentine's. You ain't bring me no flowers. You ain't bring me no candy. You ain't bring me no teddy bear. You brought a little bit of weed and some cognac. You can't even just leave the cognac? Ew. Just not attractive at all. Something that I noticed about that old dude was that we shared a kiss on our first date. I was ready. I kissed him. I was having a good time. We weren't drinking or anything, but we were smoking weed. I will say that. And I just, I'm, re- I just, I'm done with weed, man. It's just I'm done with it because I've gotten into so many trouble when I was high and had impaired judgment and have let people just do things to me because I was high. Marijuana is a drug. And marijuana, people joke all the time about how weed gives you this don't give a darn type of attitude. And it really does. But that attitude can be dangerous when you're around someone who wants to sexually assault you. To not give a darn. And that's honestly why I'm just essentially kind of done with weed. I have woken up kind of high in in a high sleepy stupor to find things happening to me that I didn't want to be happening to me. And the only influence I was under was weed. Done with that stuff. It's a drug. It really is. And I don't mind it. I think that, you know, it, it serves its purpose in some areas. But as far as being the type of person who smokes weed all day, every day, need to hit a blind a couple times a day, to feel, no, that's just no, 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 and no. That guy kissed me on my first date. And this is significant because I have always been the type of person who say, you know, I move fast. That's just how I am. These dudes, you know, I be moving fast. I be moving fast. And I'm starting to realize when I sit here and compare the old dude to the new dude that, no, I don't think I move fast. I think I just always follow the man's lead and these men want to move fast. But something about that that has always perplexed me is they always want to move fast for the things that they want, i.e. sex. But when it's time to, okay, well, if we're having sex, let's put a label on this relationship. Oh, you rushing me in a relationship. Oh, you moving too fast. That's what old dude did. And it's just emotionally abusive. I had already told him that. I was like, you're very emotionally abusive. 
He's an Aquarius child. Avoid them at all costs, at least the men and the women. I'm not going to lie. I don't get down with no Aquarius. I know a few Aquarius women. I know one. I ain't even going to lie. I'm going to just shout her out real quick because I ain't talked to her in a long time. Andy, who is a sweetheart. But I just, I have had so many negative experiences with people born in February, with people born in February, that I just avoid them at all costs. I ain't even trying to hold you. That's just what it is. Just secretive. The Aquarius is known to be the secret keeper. I have found them to be liars. And I just don't mess with them too tough on the women's side. And this was my first Aquarius man that I gave a chance to. There have been several several Aquarius men who try to date me. But I'm just, I'm feeling it. I know. Just there's something about that aura that just, it's secretive. It's, 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 I don't trust it. And being that I'm an open book type of person, I can deal with someone who is private. But private and secretive are two different things. I feel like secretive connotes that you are trying to hide something because you know something is wrong. And that I can't get with. Me and this old dude did kiss on the first date. Why? Because, well, it was time to leave the restaurant and get in the car. And he was like, hold up, you know. And he turned me around and wanted to kiss me. And I gave him the kiss he wanted. And it was sweet. It was cute. I could get into it. But the point I want to make to compare to the new man is we have been on two dates in one week. And we haven't even had our first kiss. But somebody texts me that they miss me, that they can't wait to see me, that they can't wait to hold me every day. Take me out, treat me good, and just really, really got involved in me. One of the things that happened when we went on our one and only date, me and the old man, when we went on our one and only date, is that um, we were trying to arrange the date. Like, he called me and was like, let me take you out for some food. I'm like, okay, um, where do you want to go? And I'm trying to ask him where. And he's like, well, I don't know. Do you know some places around where you stay? What side of town you're in? I'm like, I'm in the West End. I've been in Atlanta 10 months. And I have finally learned that I live in the hood. And so people be a little weirded out when I tell them I'm in the West End. Because they know that means I'm in the hood. And now they don't want me no more. They don't want to talk to me. This and that and the third. I've had guys on the dating app say, what side of town you on? I say, West End. And then I don't hear nothing else from them. Because whatever. I guess that means, you know, child, I'm a, um, what you going to call it? I'm a, um, I'm a hood rat to them, but yeah, so anyway, I'm just saying planning the first date with old dude that he called me for the date and then it was like already like pulling teeth. I should have said, you know what? Never mind. I'm good because he was just like, well, where do you want to go? I'm like, well, you're the one who asked me out. Where do you want to go? I don't care. And then I offered a place and he was like, oh no, I'm not going there. You're on the West end. Okay. Well, damn it. Tell me where it is. Why was I asking him to tell me where we were going? It's because I don't have a car, so I'm going to Uber there. And so finally we get to that point. I'm just like, listen, I need to know where so I can Uber. And he's like, well, oh, I can pick you up. I'm like, oh, you can pick me up, but you don't have to. I have money. I can Uber. I get myself around. And he was, and then um, I said, well, um, I don't know. It just was like already an argument. And I was like, look, I don't have a car, so I just need to know where we are. So, well, why didn't you just say that? You can say you don't have a car. I don't have to say that. It's not about hiding that I didn't have a car. It was just like, just answer the question, secret keeping lying Aquarius. Where would you like me to meet you at? This is not a hard question. Every conversation with him was like that. It's like it turns into an argument. Ew, I don't have time for that. I just said I'm tired of arguing with people. I'm sick of it. And so compared to new dude, I came right out and told him I don't have a car because I'm going off my last experience. Let me tell him straight up from the beginning. So if he wants to dump me and call me a West End hood rat with no car, he can just do that. And I told him that and that did not deter him. That man didn't judge me in any kind of way. And I told him in the first conversation I didn't have a car. So when we got to planning the date, he immediately said, I would prefer to pick you up. Is that okay? Can you send me your address? Okay. I saw a post online, a meme that said, um, you don't have to ask a real man for anything. They study you and then they just do. And that's the biggest difference I have seen between new man and old man. And this new man, I like him way better. If he doesn't end up being my man, well, at least I got a very good example 
of a better man. Because it's been a while since I have encountered a better man. What broke me an old man up the first time was that his birthday was coming up. He's an Aquarius. It was about a month ahead of his birthday. We already went on our first date. We're talking on the phone a little bit. I mean, he really didn't talk to me much. And I wanted to plan something for his birthday. So I was trying to ask him a few questions so I can get details and figure out what to plan. This man got spitting angry with me, started hollering about having been suicidal before and seeing me asking him questions about his birthday was reminding him of being suicide i mean did the most just a dramatic little for lack of a better word wuss just a wuss just a baby just a baby boy crying up about nothing and essentially that's why i left him alone for his birthday because he got so emotional about me trying to do something nice for him for his birthday we did nothing together and that's what he seemed to want okay my new man happened so to have a birthday coming up. And on our first date, I knew about this birthday. His birthday is actually uh, next week. And after we had our first date and I really enjoyed his company, I immediately reached out to him to say, okay, your birthday is coming up in two weeks. Can we start thinking about planning something? I knew I could do that because of the way he planned to pick me up. He planned to have our first phone conversations. He's a planner. So it went by without a problem. We planned his birthday. We're going to go see Alton Walker's comedy show in Atlanta. So excited. And it is what it is. I don't have to worry at all. <laughs> It's just, okay, we plan your birthday, and we got to work out some other details because I'm plan I got a photo shoot on the day of our event, so I need to work that out because I'm clearly I'm not missing my dude birthday um, event, and I can't miss my photo shoot neither, right? Okay, so we're going to be doing that, but it's just crazy how these guys are just night and day, night and day. This guy dumped me, essentially, stopped talking to me, blocked me on everything because I was trying to plan something with him for his birthday. My new guy was like, sure, let's do this. Just like that, it went on without a scratch, and we're just flirting, and everything's cool to me. This man makes room for me. He plans for me. He studied me. He picks me up in his beautiful, big, nice car. This dude making a big deal about picking him up. I sent the last dude some money. Let me embarrass myself on my podcast. That's not embarrassed because I'm not ever ashamed of anything I do. Once we broke up the first time, me and old dude, we started talking again. And I was asking him, like, what his deal was. Like, what can I do different from last time? He's like, you always want somebody to come all the way to the West End. And I don't got no gas for all that. And I don't be having no gas. So I started sending him a little money. Low $40, low $30, huh? Let me help you with the gas to come see me. His whack behind really took about $70, $80 from a woman. To like and I, and I remember the second time I sent him the money, he like hinted at it. Like the first time, he just said he'd be struggling with gas. I didn't say a word. I just zailed it. You don't gotta ask me nothing. I know your phone number. I'ma zail you. But the second time, he, I sure can use some gas, and I sent it. But I knew in my head right there, like, oh yeah, we about dead. Cause like, the as soon as you start dry begging, like we're good. Like boy, don't play with me. And I call it dry begging. You don't say dry bragging, but that's that dry begging is a thing too. Now, if I, that's my little term. I call it when they try to like, oh, if only I had a few dollars. Like, ew, bro, that's not sexy. And I sent it. I sent it because I'm the type of person. Hey, I just be like, huh? Because I know you about done, and I want my hands to be clean. You ask for some money, hey, I give them to you. Because I know it's only a matter of time before I stop talking to you. I don't like no dude who treat me funny and then go ask me for money. Ew. Gone somewhere with that. So, that's what it is. I got a new man and I really like him a lot. And he did a lot for me. He did a lot for me because he really gave me the pep talk of the century. About my business my comedy, and this man wants to help me monetize all of my businesses. I do all of these businesses, but because I can't seem to get the right help on my hands, 
I can't progress them the way I want to progress them. But this new man is more business oriented and he is good at money. Oh, that's attractive. Because I need help with that. And I tell him straight up, I'm really honest. I'm like, look, I'm not the best at money. So we both can't be bad at money. And he's like, no, I'm good at finances. I'm like, great. Because listen, these men think they slick. Like, I, I don't care. I am Nina Simone. I am Monique in a, a, in a way. I will give my whole check to a man if everything looked good. I don't care about that. Like, it's not about, you know, of course I have my savings and stuff that's mine. But, like, I don't have a problem letting the right man handle the finances for our family. Clearly, this would have to be my husband. But, yeah, like, I really just want to be the star. So I just feel like I met someone that may just be able to make that possible for me. And I like that. You know what? I love it. You are now listening to Be Myself and I. I'm BB. Get in here, let's talk. We've come too far by faith. Leaning on the Lord. Bum, bum, bum. Trusting in his holy word. Bum, 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 bum. He hasn't failed me yet. Oh, can't turn around. We've come too far by faith. I bet you I'm not going to argue. I bet you you don't want it with me. One thing about me, you don't want it with me. Period. Yeah, period. Now. These people can't touch me with a 10-foot pole. And this is why I'm already in life with my new man. Because he was able to help me see that. That man said, you should be upset if they're not trolling you. Because it means that you ain't doing nothing. And I know I've heard it before, but he was just able to convey it to me and really get to me. I was really upset about some things. These people were just making up lies. And it's like, why would they lie on me? But, you know, it made me think about Jess Hilarious. Jess Hilarious is a comedian. She recently um, got the third slot on the breakfast club in new york so she's now on the breakfast club with charlamagne the god and um what are other dj namers oh lord dj envy and now it's also jess hilarious she recently announced that she's pregnant so it's all very sweet but jess hilarious i remember when she was still just kind of an instagram star and I noticed, that's kind of why I stopped liking her. I'm going to tell the truth, keep it back. I stopped liking her because I noticed that she was always in some kind of argument with somebody. And I couldn't understand. It's like, oh, this girl just messy. And that's what people be thinking about me. But now that I'm like deeper into it, I see that's what comes with the territory when you start doing well. And black people are so jealous of each other that when somebody does well everybody freaks out so i don't know if it was just my man's message by itself or if it was also his message coupled with the timing because the timing of his message at this time when i'm you know i got all these other influences just helped me see that yeah all of this is the signal that I'm going to make it. I'm going to get there. I'm still pissing people off in my hometown. And I haven't been there in a year. People still use my names for views and likes. It's amazing. My honey helped me see that I'm doing the wrong thing every time I get upset. Even if I got to eat them up and then cry when I get off the dang on internet. Then do it that way. But baby, eat. Because I know how to eat and I like to eat. I'm going to tell the God's honest truth real quick. Final thoughts here. A big reason why it took me so long to really flex my comedian role is because I truly, the real Ebony Walker, is a cupcake, sugar muffin, kind-hearted, soft little, little Debbie cake, okay? 
I really don't like to hurt people. I've been hurt a lot in my life. I don't like to hurt feelings. I don't like to feel like I was mean to somebody. I don't like none of that. But it happens. It happens and it happens. So I just got to realize that as a comedian, hurting people comes with the territory. Not that it's, that, not that it's even intentional. But I also had to think about, well, they don't have no problem hurting me all the time. They've been hurting me forever. They don't got no problem with that. Why should I be upset because I hurt people? I'm going to have to let that go. My honey done let me know. He schooled me. He put me on point. We're going to not worry about that comment section. We're not talking about no demo, don't no demons and devils. We're going to eat them up and keep it moving. And that's what Jess Hilarious was doing. I'm a, I don't even think I follow my girl no more. Let me go right now and refollow Jess Hilarious because I love her. And I judged her incorrectly because I hadn't made it there quite yet. So I didn't know. Yeah, buddy. Like, I'm that girl did what that girl had to do because of the way um, people are. People are so ridiculous. And she knew what to do. Instead of her um, fall, you know, she was strong. She won because she was strong. Every time them people came for her, they came for her appearance. They came for everything. She ate them right up. I was sitting there telling my honey that um, I don't, um, you know, that people really be hurting me and like coming for like my main, you know, my main points, like my lowest points. And my friend said, well, then can you talk about those things? Are we ready to like people, the two things people like to come for my deceased family and my appearance because they have seen these things hurt me before. So that's what they like to come for. Um, and, you know, that's fine. Um, it's not fine because it hurts me. But then I had to start realizing that the reason why they do all that is because it's the only thing they can do. That's the only way they can go. So they keep going there. So my honey helped me see that the best thing I can really do is begin to make fun of those same things and take that power back. And that I will do. I definitely will take that power back. I can't wait to do so. I told him I wasn't ready yet, but he told me we're going to get me ready. Y'all love talking about somebody, little dead, you know, parents. All right, then we'll go there. Take it to the comedy. All of this stuff will help build my platform instead of me getting caught up arguing in the comment section with these low-life loser Negroes with their Negro faces. Now, that's it.